down. All right. Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, my name is Hugh, and this is the Tell Your Story podcast, uh, where we have survivors, allies, and victims of sexual assault, domestic violence, gender violence, and more being able to share their stories um, and have a discussion about changes that we want to see within our communities, businesses, and organizations. And today's guest I have with me is Rand Mitchell, uh, who is an old friend from back in the day, um, coming on to share her story. So everyone, viewers and listeners, welcome Rand onto the show. And Rand, give the uh, viewers and listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks, Conzel. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, like I said, my name is Ryan Mitchell. Um, currently, I just finished up my bachelor's degree at Tiffin University. Um, I am a proud wife to the love of my life. And yeah, I'm super excited to be on here today just to tell a little bit more about my story. Awesome. So uh, to, to just get into it, so um, what, so what will this story entail? Um, in terms of of what you're sharing to you, because I know this is this is very personal, and I can imagine it's also very hard for you to share. Um, so delve a little bit into that before going to like the real like details of your story and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, um, I am actually a survivor. Um, that's a that's a start to it. Um, it happened back in 2020, so pretty recent still. Um, but through that, learned to become such an ally and a voice for women. Um, and at that time, I was still living on campus and things like that. Um, I was an RA, so which is a resident advisor for college students. Um, and just sadly being able to connect with so many women about that. Um, but empowerment in the, the voices and the numbers like that. So, yeah. Awesome. So, um, so uh, with that, uh, what what was your experience on campus as an RA, as a person that a lot of students look up to, and what was it, and what was that experience when it when it did happen to you, when it unfortunately it happened to you, and how how did you dealt with it in terms of like the role that you placed in on top of college and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, being an RA is such an amazing experience. Um, you're firsthand with college students who are just like you, but yet they look up to you in the sense that um, you're the first person they're going to go to about any little situation and any major situation. Um, mm -hmm. I was I graduated in three years instead of four in my second semester at TU. I was an RA um, and that's how I fell in love with campus life and um, just being a major advocate for different organizations and things like that on campus um, and going through this experience, like I said, something you don't want to relate with people on, right? Um, but 100% being able to, like I said, people coming to me and being able to share their stories with me. Um, and T is a pretty small campus. So, you know, you have that intimacy of those one-on-one -on -one conversations and that mm -hmm. intimacy of, you know, those relationships um, and so to have those connections with people um, was amazing to begin with. Um, but when you have these women opening up to you about their experiences um, as an RA, it's now your job to let them know that like, hey, if I want to share my story, which a lot of the times I, I began to open up and, you know, share that experience with them. But mm -hmm. just to be a voice and let them know that, hey, you're not alone and like, hey, 
I know the million and one thoughts that are probably going through your head right now. Um, and I want you to know that like you're valid in all of those and you're going to have to feel through all the stages of grief and you're going to go through all the motions, but mm-hmm. like you have someone in your corner who can be there through them all with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the nice thing about TU is that um, the support system from like administration and things like that is immense. And so um, I know a lot of campuses strive for that. And so I really applaud them for just how, how much of an advocate they are. I mean, every campus has a specific group of workers, specific group of people to be those advocates, but with the intimacy and closeness of that university, you can truly feel as though you have people in your corner for whatever you may need. Um, And so that's pretty awesome too. Awesome. Uh, So, um, with that, were were there were so were there a lot of resources at your disposal then to be able to handle what you have to deal have to deal with? And then did you guys also have like a tight of mind office as well too, as like every other college camp campuses throughout the country as well? Yeah. So yeah, we had a Title Nine office, um, and I uh, when it first happened, um, I went through the stage of disbelief, and so I kept it to myself for a few weeks. Um, and I didn't want anyone to know because I was ashamed and I was, I was going through all these different thoughts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually knew a friend who was in that office. She worked as like an intern kind of in there as a student worker. Um, and she was the first resource I kind of reached out to and she, um, kind of opened up a world of different things for me. Um, at the time it was a current boyfriend of mine. And so I, he, he didn't go to TU, but I was still, so, and, you know, so in the stages that I needed, to, you still need to, you know, talk mm-hmm. about that, um, even if the person isn't on campus with you. So I was still shocked at how much of the resources and how much of the care that that office had for me, even though it didn't happen with, like, say, another student. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were very resourceful. They were very um with me so they were in terms of like not making me want to make a choice one way or the other or to do x y and z just to kind of walk alongside me and whatever you need kind of like that that Mm -hmm. float that'll keep you up and support you when you need it so yeah that's that's awesome i know that support is definitely needed um especially for women especially how hard it is for you know people to believe them and even for themselves Mm -hmm. to believe you know what happened to and I mean, this yeah. also can like apply to like men as well too, because I know right. like at least like 70% of men, I believe, and this was like stated on Rain's own website. And if you don't know what Rain is, Rain is sort of like the biggest anti-sexual uh, violence organization in the nation, uh, which helped with like the education and help with like the awareness of sexual assault and sexual violence. Um, and more specifically on college campuses and deal with like a lot of like the local organizations too as well to help implement those and also are in charge of the hotline for that too. Um, but still, even then, it's still like pretty hard to, if, and especially if, um, especially if like, you know, people are, are coming into the state, like especially in this day and age now, where it's like hard to believe who and what too. So is, is very, very important for, you know, not only you, like for you, but also other like women, other men, other people who are affected by this to like have a space where 
they can be believed first and help them go through that process and the right way that it, that is possible. Um, so with that, um, what was, so um, with that said, um, what was the process like for you then with um, dealing with your uh, current boyfriend at the time back then? Um, and did you like eventually break it off with them over a period of time? Did you try talking to him? Like, what was that like dynamic like after the initial incident happened going to Title IX and stuff like that? Yeah, so I, uh, you guys, a lot of you don't know me if you're listening to this, but um, I've always been a very bold, a very honest, open person. I say what's on my mind. Um, and for the first time in my life after this happened, I was in such a state of shock and disbelief um, that I didn't know how to be open and honest about it. Um, so it took me about a week to fully open up. Um, and I, I spoke with the current boyfriend at the time saying, Hey, like, do you, do you recognize what happened the other night? Um, he was very intoxicated, which isn't an excuse, uh, but definitely played a huge factor. Um, and his response was no, he was kind of in doubt, I guess himself. Um, and with that, it allowed me to stay in disbelief more that it didn't really happen and that I was, you know, just kind of going through the motions with that um, until reaching out to one of the, my friends who worked in the Title IX office. And she was able to, to say like, no, Ryan, like, you're not, you're not wrong for feeling that you're not wrong for recognizing that. And so I want you to be able to, you know, press into the resources that are there for you. Um, and then, so I, I, uh, consulted with um higher up person in in the housing department um of course we're all mandatory reporters so um she then had to you know let the title nine office know which i i already knew what was going to happen but i wasn't ready to make that step for myself right Mm -hmm. um so she then reached out to them and i had already been talking with a friend from that office so kind of just collaborated in that sense um just to kind of get me in a place where i was comfortable enough to to open up and to recognize that it was okay to, you know, talk about it. It was okay to, to, um, can't think of the word, but to basically accept that that was a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I got to that point, I was able to end things. Um, and I, I felt I didn't need an explanation. And so I kind of just blocked everything about this guy and kind mm-hmm. of just moved on. And for me, that was, that was my, my end that I needed. Um, until this day, I mean, uh, so I shortly after um, met my my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, um, and was very honest at that point because I came to a very strong acceptance of it. I don't want to say acceptance because that can be mis- taken the wrong way, but I accepted mm-hmm. it in my brain. I knew it happened and I was okay to talk about it. And I was very honest with him that these struggles are going to be something that forever remain with me. Um, but he, it was nice to, to talk to another guy to understand, just to, to have someone understand. Because at that time, after that happens to you, you know, you kind of, whether you're a guy that it happens to you or a woman that it happens to you, you look at the other person now and you're like, I don't ever want to be around anyone of that gender or things like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was, it was nice to speak to someone who, who could, you know, apologize for someone else's actions that wasn't even their, 
room to apologize for, but that understood. So mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is just to have people around you that will surround you with the support and the, the attention you need during that time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I imagine that was also very like important to you and very important to you too, especially being able to get to the point to where you can, you know, be yourself again um, mm-hmm. and be able to, you know, open yourself up to someone new again. Um, so, um, that, um, how, so how, so how was it then um, and you're transitioning into being more of an advocate of, you know, sexual assault awareness and really being there for other uh, girls, um, especially, um, you know, on college campus, on, co- on your college campus, and how, and how was that, like, you know, going, you know, up until, like, when you graduated and, you know, had your tenure as an RA? Yeah, yeah, so I, uh, I actually, um, like I said, um, shortly after it happened, I had a, a girl actually come to me, um, confide in me about the fact that she had experienced something similar, Um, and I'm a believer. So I believe that everything happens for a reason. And God kind of set me, sets me in the path that I'm destined to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I had, um, this girl come to me, it was an opportunity to pour into her and just, like I mentioned earlier, just to be that person for her. Um, in these moments, it doesn't help when someone says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like I've also experienced this, but what is important for people to hear is that I've experienced this. I know the emotions you're feeling and I'm here to back you up hundred percent for whatever you need, because in that moment you feel so helpless, you feel so, so lost that you just need something in your life to be stable. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're on campus, you, and nothing is stable, right? <laughs> you're a college student, your life is chaotic. You mm-hmm. don't know your next day. You're, you're trying to fit everything together. Right. And so when you have this mess of a thing come into your world, you just need that one thing to be stable. And so as an RA, um, not even just sexual assault, but relationship violence and things like that, I had to be a woman for, I had to be a voice for those women because so much chaos in your world, you don't recognize meaning to be a voice for yourself. Um, and so I'm just thankful that I was able to kind of um, show how, show how I can be there for them. Mm-hmm. And then in my final year, I was not an RA just because I ended up getting married and uh, moving back home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was also able to model a healthy relationship for those women at the same time, because even if they were still on campus or they weren't on campus, they still, you know, follow me on social media. So they were still able to keep in touch and just to see that, you know, I think a lot of times when big things like the, that happen, you tend to think your world's ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while it does until you're able to get back to normalcy somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it was, it's awesome as an RA to see, you know, that those women don't give up and those women keep moving forward. And I, I hope that my light and my voice kind of hopefully helped them through all that. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And I, and I definitely imagine it will for plenty of others who are listening to this and viewing this as well. Um, and I mean, again, it's, you know, another example of strength, like, you know, within yourself too. Um, but also again, like you're never alone, that there are always people out there for you. Um, especially, especially, you know, when you 
don't even know it too. Like it could be your next door neighbor, it could be your fellow yeah. it could be your friend. You don't really know, you know. Right. Um, I mean, like one of my friends who are who's in a fraternity actually mentioned how he was he was sexually assaulted. Um, and how like you know how even like listening to this or hearing how this podcast was like was about helped him be able to share his own share his own story in a way um and help bring some from the healing for him um at at least at least that's what I hope um yeah no I think this is awesome I I've always been a firm believer that that uh stories change the world um and when you get to a place kind of where I am to be able to have the strength to tell your story it's awesome and so I applaud you for even you know thinking of this and just shining a light on this because it it does it needs needs to be talked about it's 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 way too common to not talk about and it's sadly way too common (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and this is something that I've realized even on my own college campus at uh eastern Michigan you know and being a part of like being a part of Greek life too and seeing how that community is and stuff like that too and seeing like oh man this really needs to like improve like a lot and it shouldn't just take like you know, a moment in time of us, like, you know, coming out, having a march, and then all of a sudden not talk about it for practically almost the entire summer, um, Mm -hmm. the entire year into the fall, only to be like, oh, man, like, we, we, we talked about it last year, and it came up again this year, you know, and yeah, so like, you know, it's, it's about really, you know, wanting wanting again you know having stories out there bringing more awareness to it but at the same time too and this is into the discussion about what changes that you would like to see that I would like to see as well um just also just seeing accountability on like all different fronts not only from like the top but also from the bottom as well too you know aka like the students the community that we're in and stuff like that too because again for college students we <laughs> we don't know what the day is like the very next day kind of just yeah. go by the fly and have all these different things of like trying to take care of bills trying to take care of our mental health trying to do the things right. that we want to do whether it's being part of an organization having to pay like dues for that organization figuring out volunteer hours or whatever you know yeah um and it's complicated and it's hard especially if like there's like a lot of like that like drama that you didn't expect from high school, middle school, come right? into <laughs> so you you're just like oh this is fun this is yep. so fun yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you just kind of just you know deal with it but you hope for the best too um but again right. but you but you realize too like you can't do this alone like you know like me and you can't do this alone we need to have like a group of people a community of people to be like all right hey enough is enough um yeah so for you what would be what would what would you like to see like be the changes in you know our communities businesses organizations whether it's talking more about it um setting more programs having like safe spaces like this podcast you know for mm-hmm. for survivors to be able to share their stories like what would you like to see be more be be more normal be more normal normalized about yeah more normal yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, so like I said, my, my experience at TU was definitely one of the better ones, but I've talked to many people who uh, have been through this experience and their, their situation at their colleges were not 
Um, and so I think the biggest thing for universities, and because I'm also so passionate about working in student life, is accountability. And so if we're not accountable for how we take care of our students, we're not accountable for who they are as people. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think some universities kind of just look at students as like a transaction. Um, if the student's spending three, four, five, six years at your university, they're not a transaction. They are mm-hmm. human beings 24 um, seven. And this is their home away from home. And so when you're home, you're safe, right? You, you, most people feel safe when they're home. That's their, their safe net you know Mm -hmm. and when people go off to college not only do their parents trust that that's going to be their safe net but the students do too this is a whole new world for them and they want to be able to feel like they're safe they want to be able to feel like that they have a place you know to call home for you know what is it nine out of 12 months Mm -hmm. um and so for that accountability has to be the biggest one right And then more awareness for sure. This can't, this isn't a taboo topic. This isn't something that we should keep hush hush. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once it becomes that way, it's no longer a problem. Mm -hmm. And so we need to continue to talk about it. And we need to continue to be voices for men and women who experience this. Because like I said, when you feel so alone and so helpless, you need people in your corner. Mm -hmm. And so while the Title IX is is a great place to start, um, usually those are administrators working in there, right? It's not mm-hmm. always most comfortable to look at, sorry, no offense to everyone, but a 30 year old and say, Hey, this is my situation. And so I think the importance of student workers and safe, safe students and people to rely on is something that we should try to raise up to. So those are my, those are my big ones for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, so this, this topic alone is a very complex systematic issue too you know it doesn't just mm-hmm. stop with like one community this affects every single type of community whether you are a person of color whether you're part of the lgbtq mm-hmm. community whether you're an athletic whatever like mm-hmm. this is again something that affects all different types of people i mean the last episode i had was of a former police officer who was specifically yeah. trained for this type of stuff and even she was like uh, mm-hmm. affected from her from her husband in terms of like domestic violence and stuff like that too and Mm -hmm. you know again like you know as much that so even though it doesn't relate it's still like a matter of like gender violence and Mm -hmm. how much that you know permeates our own society even as like a country as a community especially in our colleges too where like you know as you said students are are more than likely looked at as transactions Mm-hmm. um and you know they put in their five to six years and you know it's like you know they're like you said they're more than a transaction they're human beings mm-hmm. who have put a lot of effort time sweat blood and tears into their own education too especially yeah. wanting to be away from a previous like place that they wanted to get away from and we can come into at the place into the exact place that they thought they could get away to only for them to be like affected by it and only to like feel like they they really can't go to those resources or feel like those resources aren't effective for them Mm -hmm. you know yeah and we we definitely need to make sure the research resources that are set up are effective for students because I mean there were even some things that were expressed to me and I'm kind of looking like that isn't really helpful to me but mm-hmm. it's nice I mean that might have been helpful for someone else but we need to make sure that the things we're setting in place are going to be effective for 
any person who walks through that door. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so my biggest thing too, is that, uh, not only is it, you know, sexual assault, but sometimes it's dating assault. Sometimes it's, you know, those moments where, uh, a girl or a guy gets too snippy with one of each other and they're constantly, you know, tussling around. But in reality, that's a toxic relationship and something that needs to be assessed. Like, I believe that men and women on campus have to have those avenues to be able to just have conversations with people, but have mm-hmm. someone who can kind of, I guess, hold them accountable for one another's actions. Mm-hmm. That makes sense too. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, <laughs> it's definitely a thing of, again, accountability, but even that word is like thrown out even half-assedly especially yeah, when right. <laughs> especially when people think of like oh accountability I'm the most accountable person ever or I know what accountability right. is and it's like in theory yes you know what it is but in practice like it's, it's probably not your biggest strong suit and I mean even I have right. trouble with my own economy this is not related to this or anything but just for me as like a normal person just trying to be the best that I can be and mm-hmm. just you know wanting to be the best than I was yesterday you know right. that like accountability doesn't stop when you stop doing like the, the deed or whatever whatever you think is bad accountability is a constant continuous growth and effort for you to like do the best that you can each and every day you know yeah and not only like like you said like we focus so much on self-accountability like that is why like relationship accountability has to come into play. Mm -hmm. And that is why other people like being surrounded by other people and other resources is so valuable Mm -hmm. Um, because you, I believe in college that you focus a lot on a self accountability because if you're not holding yourself accountable, your professors are. And Mm -hmm. so you have to be able to have so much pressure on your self accountability that sometimes we don't pay attention to the outside elements so mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely um and so uh with that with that said um what what are your like what are your um what are your advice for those that want to speak out to be more accountable to hold others accountable um and sort mm-hmm. of help sort of tread the way for you know more communities to be better about their conversation about sexual assault awareness creating spaces like this to where you know survivors Mm -hmm. victims and allies can share their story or anything like that what's your advice for everyone that's dealing with listening to this podcast yeah um my biggest thing is don't be afraid I think that um intimidation can be um one of our biggest critics and so if you're afraid to to speak out I would encourage you to get to a point where you can speak out about anything or even if you're just pouring into someone else's life get to a point where you're not afraid to say things, because if you're going to be afraid, the person who's receiving that, or even yourself, isn't going to fully get the full concept, right? They're not going to fully be able to grasp that because you're holding back because you're afraid of how they'll respond or you're afraid of the outcome. Um, So the biggest thing is don't be afraid. Um, The second thing is going to be lean on other people, whether it's for yourself or to, you know, start a riot, (laughs) you need other people, right? You can't, Mm -hmm. can't, you can do a lot of things alone in life, but there's not going to, it's not going to be the most enjoyable. And so having other people surround you, um, 
even if they're just allies, like, like I said, I, I hated relating to people about this topic. It's amazing to relate to people, to be there for them, but you can have people who just back you up and back up the people you're, you're reaching out to and you're loving on. And so, um, the biggest thing to keep in mind is just, um, to don't be afraid and to, to bring people with you because those two things are going to be your armor when you're speaking just about this, because, I think intimidation and fear holds a lot of us back. Uh, mm-hmm. With fear, you'll never get anything done. With fear, you're just facing a lot of judgment or you're ready to face a lot of judgment. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, with that said, guys, this has been an awesome talk, Fran. Um, and I hope a lot of viewers and listeners were able to get value from what you shared, what we discussed and be able to sort of implement into their own lives and their own communities and what changes to like do. Um, so with that said, uh, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to the podcast. Uh, if you would like to, uh, if you would like to see more episodes and get caught up or notified, uh, please, please uh, subscribe down into the, uh, into the uh, subscribe button on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. And then if you're listening on Spotify, Share the link around to your friends or coworkers or anyone you know that would be interested in hearing this. Um, and then if you would like to help support this podcast as well, we also have a Patreon page. So uh, if you like, <laughs> yes, uh, this will this Patreon page is set up. Um, still trying to figure out what to do with it, but the Patreon page is there to help you know get get a little get things a little bit more nicer for this podcast. Hopefully get better equipment, but most probably be able to help pay the bills. Um, because again, um, this is something that I'd like to do forever and for a long time too. But I know things cost money. <laughs> um, <Right>. as, <laughs> yeah, and as, as much as I hate to ask, um, it would be greatly appreciated if you could. So please, please, please uh, support the Patreon page. The link will probably be in the script in the description below. Um, and then if you're listening to Spotify, there'll probably be a description somewhere in the description on that as well somewhere i'll figure it out and you'll find out <laughs> but that said uh i'm tuning out man say bye uh, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode so peace yep yep <laughs>